This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 20th of September. I think you would probably be rather shocked if a friend or acquaintance came and said to you that they'd only married their spouse because they knew that one day they would be able to inherit a small fortune. Or a person makes friends with you because they think that it will help them in their social climbing or career path. Or a soldier who said that they only wanted to fight for their country because it would further their political career. Such relationships could be described as calculating and mercenary. Because a true relationship is not one that is predicated on how much one gains from the other. And you could confidently predict that such a relationship would fall apart fairly soon. Marriage, friendship, patriotism are all commitments that are undertaken for their own sake, not for the benefit that one accrues by entering into that relationship. That is why the litmus test of a true friend is that we be willing to give our life for our companion. A true husband, a true wife is willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of the other. A true soldier will die for their country for no reward. If you're willing to give your life for someone, then clearly you're not expecting to get anything out of it. In a mysterious way, you have transcended self-interest. When a couple commit to each other in marriage, what they're saying is that life is not about me anymore. It's about you. Each one pledges to the other. I'm not in this for some personal gain. And the wedding ring has a symbolism saying the same, just as the ring turns round and round, it's like the wheel of fortune going round. In the course of married life, we're going to experience everything together, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, because I pledge my love to you. The readings that we hear at Mass this Sunday are all about that great principle in relation to God. The Bible constantly warns us against entering into a merely mercenary relationship with God. That is to say, a friendship of convenience or self-interest. Someone who is immature in the spiritual life might well say to themselves, I am going to love God so that all kinds of benefits will come to me from that relationship. If I love God and do what he wants, I will be protected from illness or I will live a long life. Maybe my enemies won't get the better of me. Maybe I will be rich and successful and have lots of warm spiritual experiences. But this is a mercenary relationship with God that thinks, what will I get out of it? Now just go through the stories of the great biblical heroes with that thought in mind. Is it the case that Job, for example, who is utterly devoted to Yahweh and followed his law to the letter that he is protected from illness and disaster in this life. On the contrary, is it the case that Abraham, our father in faith, always had warm spiritual experiences who never had deep struggles? Just read the account of the sacrifice of Isaac to get the details. Was it true that Moses, arguably the greatest figure in the Old Testament, someone deeply in love with God, never experienced suffering at the hands of his enemies? David, the psalmist and king of Israel and the beloved of God, did he always have good spiritual experiences? No. 
the prophet Jeremiah, the greatest of the prophets, did he ever experience conflict? He certainly did. Read those stories sometime and ask yourself the question, does love of God always accrue to my personal benefit? And I think you will see the answer is a pretty resounding no. So it's strange that supposedly many religious people, even those in touch with the Bible, fall into that trap of thinking that friendship with God means keeping suffering and hardship at bay. There's nothing in the Bible that justifies such an assumption because the Bible is not interested in cultivating a mercenary relationship with God, but rather cultivating a true friendship whereby we fall in love, not with his benefits, but with him. We can forget every other tenet of theology and spirituality so long as we remember that basic tenet that true friendship with God is falling in love with him and not with his benefits. There's that amazing line in the book of Job that says, Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. We could spend our entire lives unpacking and reflecting on that sentiment. We might think that's extreme, but think about a truly devoted husband or wife who may well say to each other, My love for you means so much that I might even have to die. Wouldn't a soldier say, I love my country so much that I may have to die in her service? So the question in the spiritual order is, do I love God simply for his own sake and not for any benefits that will come to me from the relationship? If I can say I love him in that way, then that is a sign that we've reached a real spiritual maturity. Now, I think the application of all of this to the gospel is obvious. That famous and upsetting parable of Jesus in which all the workers are paid the same, despite the protests of those who would have worked a full day in all the heat. Those men who complained were in a merely mercenary relationship with the landowner. They did what he wanted only because they would get certain things out of him. We must never be in that kind of relationship with the living God. When we find ourselves complaining as they did about injustices and about some people getting more and I'm getting less, it proves that I've not fallen in love with God, but rather with his benefits. The essential but hard question is, how precisely do I, do you, love the living God? Is it like one of those reluctant, begrudging labourers in the vineyard, resentful of those who have been treated better than they have? Or is it like a saint, or like our Blessed Mother Mary, who loved God with a completely selfless and unconditional love? Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbour, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life through Christ our Lord. Amen.